Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II hitting it big with Candyman, The Matrix, and Watchmen. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, Very excited about today's episode for a number of reasons. Number one, I am obsessed with Watchmen. Hopefully, if you're like me, and I know a lot of you are, we share similar tastes by now, I know this about my listeners, Uh, you're watching Watchmen. Well, the man of the hour to talk to is Yahya. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II plays Cal on the show. Um, We'll get into that side of things in a little bit, and don't worry, I will give you spoiler warnings before it's time to talk about that stuff, but he is, uh, he's killing it right now. He has so much going on. Yahya, you've seen him as Black Manta in Aquaman, you may have seen seen him on The Get Down, but beyond that, looking past Watchmen, this guy, if if you're going to put your money on the next big star, I would seriously consider Yahya. He has a leading role in the next Matrix film. He has the lead role in Candyman. He is just doing it all. He's in the new Aaron Sorkin film. This guy, he's going places, I tell you kids. Um, Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. We'll talk Watchmen in a second with Yaya. Beyond that, other things to mention. Well, the main thing, I mentioned on the last episode, but if you haven't listened, I want to mention it again because it is important. Um, Happy, Sad, Confused is going live. It's true. An audience, you guys, can be there in person to watch me do my thing with some really cool people. Happy, Sad, Confused goes live December 22nd in Brooklyn at the Bell House. Okay? My main guest, the man of the hour, will be the great David Harbour. Yes, Stranger Things himself, Stranger Things uh, uh, Chief Hopper himself. Uh, David Harbour will be there. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have conversations and games and singing and fun. Surprise guests, some not so surprising guests because I'm going to say them right now. Justin Wong is going to be there. Patrick Wilson's going to be there. It's going to be great. Tickets are on sale right now. Yes, we're selling tickets because it's all going to a good cause. We're putting all the proceeds from this event to two great nonprofit entities. One, the NRDC, Natural Resources Defense Council. They do amazing work. They're saving the planet one day at a time. And Community Works, which is this great nonprofit theater organization here in New York City. Couldn't be more excited that we are both doing a live Happy, Sad, Confused event and also putting the money to good use and and helping some folks out. Um, Tickets are on sale at thebellhouseny.com. Two tiers of tickets. There's general admission. There's also a VIP ticket, which will get you a signed Stranger Things poster from David Harbour himself. So come on, guys. Come on out. Support Happy, Sad, Confused. Support these great causes. Support David Harbour and have a great time. It's a holiday, happy, sad, confused episode in Brooklyn. Come on out. Say hi. I hope to see you there. Again, tickets are on sale on thebellhouseny.com. Okay, that's the, that's the plug for today. Uh, back to Yaya for a second. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. This is a conversation about his career in the first half. And then we get into Watchmen things. So about halfway through the conversation, I will say, here's where we get into spoilers. When we turn to Watchmen, you know it is time to either tune out if you haven't watched all of Watchmen by now, or 
if you have, it's time to get really excited because we're going to get into some serious spoiler chat about a show I'm obsessed with, um, and you should be too. <laughs> so don't worry. There will be spoiler, war spoiler warnings, but if you haven't watched Watchmen yet, don't worry. You can watch the first half, or rather listen to the first half of this conversation and not have anything spoiled for you. But you should be watching the show. I'm just going to say that. All right, let's get on to the main event. Uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II doing great things and will be doing great things for many years to come. Thrilled that he came on the podcast. Uh, remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. Spread the good word. Here's my chat with Yahya. Uh, Yaya has entered the office. It's good to see you, man. Good to meet you, rather. Yeah, yeah. It's good to, it's good to meet you as well. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of what you've been doing the last few years. A lot going on for you. Congratulations. Yeah, man, I'm all over the place, huh? You are. You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it. Yeah, um, I appreciate it, man. I just had uh, one of your co-stars, Eddie Redmayne, was in, in here the other My day. My guy, Eddie! You're in, in good company in that group. Yeah, I am, man. Eddie's so Eddie's so cool. I mean, it goes without saying how how talented he is, but he's a really nice, nice guy. Really nice guy. A when you work with actors like this, and I'll probably say this uh, a couple times throughout <laughs> the interview when you ask me about certain people, because I've been blessed to be a really good company. Yeah, um, they really take care of you as an actor. You know, you step into that into, into those scenes and into that the, the world. A lot of times, it's tough material. And, um, it's nice to be working with people from the top to bottom who can really, really take care of your talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say. one of those guys. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Like, you have been on a run with, like, you know, whether it's Hugh or yeah. Dwayne. Like, these are just class acts. Class acts, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you enjoying your time in New York? You've been shooting The Trial of the Chicago 7, this Aaron Sorkin yeah. long gestating project. Yeah, yeah. Crazy cast. Yeah, a lot of history behind that project. Yeah, and, Bobby uh, Seale, quite a. Yeah, man. Bobby Seale. Black Panther. Yeah, Oakland, California. Um, that was that was that's just like dope to be able to do that. I mean, everybody back from Oakland, they said, "Man, you better represent. You better hold it down, and do that." Um, yeah, another another very important story, and it's nice to be able to go and step into that world after doing a Watchmen, after doing a yeah. Candyman or Aquaman and things like that, and to go just play play a play a, a, a figure from history and with, you know with something with some uh, with some import with, yeah. with, two, with two feet in the ground. Man. You're, you're balancing it out really well. So talk to me a little bit about <clears throat> okay, friends from home, family. What yeah. do they make of the last few years? Because it's it's happened pretty damn quick since you since you made the shift. Uh, yeah, I guess it has. Uh, I mean, do you does it feel that way to you, or does it feel like you know I nah, put in my time? I mean, I, I mean, it's, it does feel like a little of both. Look, it does feel <laughs> like I've done my time, but I would never say that in a room full of actors. You know what I mean? Because right. that's I would never because I understand what the reality of of, 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 of this of this pursuit is. Yeah. Um, now, so from I can only speak from 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 uh, my perspective. Um, so sometimes I do look up, and it's just a whirlwind, and then sometimes I feel like. I have so far to go. I think that's really yeah. a, that's just really that's probably my on my most ambitious days. You know yeah. when I'm when I'm feeling that way. Um, but everybody's on my side and everybody's rooting for me. And at the same time, they push me to keep on going further. But they they uh, <laughs> they keep me humble too. They well, keep me humble. I, I, remember, I remember standing outside of a line. Pardon, I was yeah, standing no, outside of a outside of a, I couldn't get into a party like last year. <laughs> There was it was like I couldn't get no it was earlier this year and I couldn't get into a party and like Aquaman had just came out <laughs> and my boy said he teased me he was because I, I brought them we all got dressed up we was going oh, to this no. party in Hollywood and uh, everybody was there I mean like Issa Rae and uh, like right. Daniel Kaluuya and, and uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle got on the mic there and 
uh, everybody who's like anybody was in Black Hollywood was there. And I go, and I didn't go like a big shot. I had an invitation too. You know what I mean? And I go, and I and I couldn't get in. He said, "What he said? He said, uh, he said, yeah. If you was on Empire, you wouldn't have had this problem." <laughs> and I fell out laughing, man, because it's true. If I was you on Empire, I wouldn't have had the problem. Well, look, as you're learning, as we've all learned in this business, there's always another velvet rope. There's always exactly. another back room, exactly. unless you're like Jay Z right, or right. you know whoever, like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. There's always a room you can't. Get into that was funny. That's uh, good to have people like that that surround you. So, um, so you were so you mentioned Oakland. You were you were born in in New Orleans, but was, is Oakland home? Is that where you were raised? Born in uh, New Orleans, uh, raised in New Orleans, and then moved to Oakland and raised in Oakland. So it was a point where yeah. I mean, I went to New Orleans. Uh, I mean, I went to uh, Oakland and uh, for the first time in elementary. Then I went back to New Orleans and then uh, back to back to Oakland. And I was on, in Oakland from my middle school on. So I, I, I definitely grew up and matured in, in Oakland. So in that environment, was like was a, a career in the arts something that was fathomable to you? Was it something that was just not even... Was it, was it about not having interest or not being able to imagine that kind of a life? No, I, I never knew that that, that that was something that was real. I mean, growing up, I wanted to... Um, I always wanted to be an architect. <clears throat> Pardon me. I always wanted to be an architect. I was always a really good student, um, and I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to go to the NBA, and I wanted to be an architect. I remember I wrote something. I was like time man of the year for 2013 or something like that, and I went to the NBA. Right, the first like, NBA right. all-star slash architect. Right, like no, that's what it was. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what it was. I was in the NBA. I was all-star. I got MVP of the league, and that same year I opened up like 100. Uh, I designed <laughs> and opened up like 100. I Boys, club, boys and girls clubs across the country, or something like this. It was, it was supposed to. It was supposed to happen in 2013. So I'm still waiting. Oh, you're way behind. I'm man. still. I'm still. <laughs> you're screwing up. Sorry, right, man. I got. I got an MVP to get, and then I got to open up 100 <laughs> boys, 100 boys and girls clubs, man. I got to get back to the you got gym. Some work to do. Yeah, you got to drop out of some of these projects. Right. We got to. We got to. We got to. We got to push on this interview. I got to get back. Yeah, to sorry, my, man. <laughs> That's get it. Get back okay. to my jump shots, man. <laughs> Were you, you must be a, you were a good athlete. I mean, you're you're in decent shape. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was. I was a very, was a very good athlete. Uh, I was. Um, um, uh, was I think I was fifth in the state in the in the hurdles in, in California oh, wow. when I graduated in 2005. Um, somewhere about there, um, I went to went to Berkeley, ran track for Berkeley. Right. I lettered, um, and I studied architecture. But I but I never never knew that acting was something something that I could do. I mean, I stumbled into a class off of a a challenge from a friend right. on the track team. He said, dude, you should take a theater class. It's just like recess. You know, I had been doing some, I, I, the night before we did a team building exercise where they had the, um, the freshman and sophomore perform for the seniors and juniors. Right. And, uh, and I went on stage and I started, you know, imitating all of the coaches and everybody was just laughing at my imitations. Um, and the next day, we're just talking about that practice. And JP, JP, he says, "Dude, you should take a theater class. It's just like recess." And I that sounds I, good. And I, and I and I and I took a class. And uh, the teacher said, "She says, hey, you're really good. I think you should, um, I think you should, you know, stick around." Uh, but I didn't. And uh, I took another class in my senior year, uh, 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 the Shakespeare scene study class, and uh, and it was fun. It was nothing more than fun. Right. Uh, but then I got laid off from my job in in in, in city planning, and uh, and that's when I decided to give a shot. Interestingly enough, the thing that broke it, that that um, that made it a possibility that I could do something in the arts was Marshawn Lynch. He's uh, he, he retired now, running back for the sure. Seattle Seahawks and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I knew Marshawn from uh, from from high school and from uh, from high school and from uh, Berkeley also. Okay. And um, 
I saw him on a billboard. It was one day I was driving to San Francisco. He had just got drafted. And I saw him on a billboard first. And then very soon after, I saw him on television in a football game. And that was the first time that the people in people on television were Wait, were, I, were real. Yeah. Before then, it was the people on television were just the people in the box. Yes. Had no idea that that's even possible. That that was even possible. They yeah. were just the people in the box. And when I saw him as one of the people in the box, then I, it was just that simple. It just clicked, and I said, "Oh, these are regular. These are normal, normal people." Yeah. And that's when I I began to imagine that I could be one of the people inside the box also. Have you kept up with your mimicry? Are you a master impressionist? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't believe. That, I don't believe that I am. Uh, <laughs> you don't do a good Jason uh, Momoa. You don't do a <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Jason's a bro. What's Jason like? <laughs> Uh, sometimes, like I try to talk, I try to sound like Jason. I ended up sounding like Macho Man Randy Savage or some <laughs> shit like that. They're not that far apart. Right? <laughs> Jason's just bro. He's a dude. He's all about this. Y'all get all here, red. We're not gonna do that. That's pretty good. Like, come in here and, and do that. Hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? It pass the Guinness. Start playing this on. I know that's so playing funny. his bass. That's funny you say that. I just did a big shoot with him like a month ago at, at uh, his favorite guitar place in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds about he, right. He was in hog heaven. He was just like, forget the interview. I yeah. just want to play. I just want to play. Hey, yeah, yeah, come here, come over here, man. Me and my wife, my beautiful wife. There she is. This is yeah. Hey, she just love my life. Love my life. Get over here. Love this guy too. You guys, you guys meet each other. He's, he's just happy. He's a happy man. As he yeah, he's be. a bad. He is, man. He's a he's a five year old man. He's a five year old in a six foot four frame, and uh, you know he's, he's it's always a party in a, in a playground when he's around, man. That's my guy. So so you end up. I mean, I know we're skipping around a bunch, yeah, but you end up good. at Yale. Yeah. Uh, which so how did so. Why? I mean, why Yale? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, if you can get into Yale, do Yale. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> but was that like a big shifting moment in terms of like starting to like get serious about the study of it? Was yeah. it was it eye opening in terms of what you had to learn and and you were probably there with, with people that were a bit younger than you too. Was that interesting? Yeah, younger, older. We were kind of actually our my, my class at Yale was very experienced and uh, I, I went to Yale because I went to graduate school. Well, one because at, after I got laid off and decided to be an actor, I, for for a year I spent I spent time doing plays in the Bay Area, but also just in my living room talking to the wall, you know, and and like literally I'm I'm there right now in front of the wall and I'm just doing monologues at the wall, or I walk around to Lake Merritt and I just do mon. There was a there was sort of a, a platform where. Um, I forget what you call it, like where, where, where uh, they held weddings and things like that. So right. on the days where there weren't weddings, I would go there, get on the stage, and I would just do my monologues and just perform for no one, completely no one other than, other than myself. And I said, I need people to talk to. I need right. people. I need friends who are actors. Um, and uh, that's when I decided to pursue graduate school. Um, went to Yale and um, was in a class with people who had been in Broadway, Tony winning award winning productions. I don't right. think anyone had done much film or anything like that yet, but that was a pretty accomplished class in terms of it as far as graduate school goes. And then there was me in there trying to figure out how to be one of them, really. Was uh, Winston Duke was an upperclassman? When Winston you were there? Duke was a uh, was a third year. Winston yeah. was a third year. He helped me to move into my apartment. That's amazing. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. He, Winston helped me to move in my apartment. He was almost bigger than my damn couch. I was gonna say the giant men's society. You guys, you guys walk into a room. I'm backing out. You guys yeah, yeah. are intimidating. Yeah, Winston, Winston, that's my guy, man. Bigger, you know, big guy, big kid. You finally found a guy bigger than you. You're like, wait, right, 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 right. There were a couple of them up there, up there, up there at Yale. Uh, big guys, big personalities who know how to fill a room and who are, you know, who are confident in 
in their size also you know right. the, the, the is it, you know the world will take a very large guy a large black guy and ask him to be something other so you know uh it sometimes it takes a lot of retooling and a lot of resetting of the mind and in order to step out into into your true size and kinesphere. So I watched Winston do that, and Winston gave me some really good advice when I got into school. Interesting. And, 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 and he, Winston actually, he showed me how, he told me exactly how to go through that program, and I listened to him to the T. Well, it's funny you say that, because, yeah, I think of Winston in his early roles in the last couple of years. It's like he's like, you know, just this just, just beast of a man in, yeah. in, in Black Panther, but then like this meek guy in us and it's like there's the range right there. oh yeah That's yeah it. yeah yeah winston can act all over can act all over the box yeah yeah so um the big break and it and this guy is, has provided big breaks for many baz orman loves to kind of cast on love notes. i love baz man he's amazing love Baz. i sent baz a message uh, i'm sorry I no go for it no i sent baz a message uh right after i got uh cast in the matrix uh, i was just reflecting on my short but very fast career up until this point i sent baz a message i said man thank you so much um, for 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 seeing what you saw in me, Bass not only uh, helped me to get, not only cast me in the Get Down, or not only uh, uh, you know uh, chose me to be casted in the Get Down, yeah. but he shot me like a superstar. You know, right. Baz, Baz loves Baz, to Baz saw me as a, a as yes, a superstar, totally. and he shot me as a superstar, and so he really introduced. And, and I'm not calling myself a superstar, but he introduced the possibility of what I could be on screen. Yes. And it's because of the way that he saw me and the way that he shot me. And I mean, I'll say it right now, I haven't really been, I have not been, uh, I don't think anyone's captured me or I don't think anyone's captured me in the way that Baz specifically has captured me on camera. Uh, right. Because he, he, he was set out to make this character Cadillac as a superstar, and that really opened the door of possibility for what I could be in Aquaman, for what I could be in, and hopefully the Matrix, for what for what I'm doing in Watchmen, for what I've been yeah. doing all over all over the map in the, in, in the last couple of years. It really starts there. So when that opportunity comes to a close, um, is it like what, what's the next kind of sequence of events? Like, do, do you autom <clears throat> do you automatically does that open doors where you suddenly you've gotten the, you know the. Um, the sign off from Baz Luhrmann, so that's good yeah. enough for yeah. to open up the audition doors and to get you into some important rooms. Uh, no, not not necess No, not not necessarily. Not yet, I no. mean, people were impressed with what they were seeing on the Get Down, but the Get Down wasn't a very widely circulated show. It wasn't a really widely talked about. My tapes did help, you know, and I was still fresh out of school, so I was putting in very very good auditions. Right. Pardon me. Not getting a lot of roles, but also at the same time getting a lot of other things. Also, um, I think uh, the. I think the get down helped me to be in a position to get to uh, to get Baywatch, and Baywatch uh, opened doors. People saw Baywatch, yeah. and then they said, "Oh, who's this guy in Baywatch?" And then they looked back and they said, "Oh, he can do that too." And in, in, right. in the get down, and uh, and then I got uh, I look look up and I'm doing uh, the Greatest Showman, and right. that comes back to Baz Luhrmann with Michael Gracie, you know, working under Baz Luhrmann for got a very it. long time. Uh, and then so I begin to put together a body of diverse work. Yes. And then in comes Aquaman, where I have this opportunity to play Black Manta. Not a ton of responsibility, but a chance to really come yeah. pop on screen, make an impact, and kind of see what I can do. Was that the first uh, superhero realm audition? Had you been up for other things in that? Time? I tested for uh, for uh, Black Panther. I tested for uh, Mbaku, the role that the role that Winston played, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was my first uh, foray into into the the whole superhero world. What was, do you remember about that audition? Did it go well in your mind? Oh, I had a I had a I had a really good audition, um, yeah. and I remember working with Ryan uh, for that hour. 
uh, for that half an hour to an hour and walked out that room saying that that guy is so, so, so talented um, and his ability to tell story. Up until that point, I said this, I said he is only comparable to Baz Luhrmann in, in, in terms of uh, clarity of storytelling and clarity of and, and the, the ability to articulate uh, their vision. Right. Um, because when he said it, I saw it, and I just, I, I just, I just had it to, you know, it was only my job to step into the space that he was carving out. So I knew that that was that uh, that that Black Panther was just going to be off the hook, and I knew that he was onto something really great. Are you superheroed out? Is there room in Black Panther too? You're a fan of that movie. I've heard you talk about that one a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Um, I I'm not necessarily superheroed out, but I, I follow my appetite, and right yeah. now my appetite is for. Um, for something different, my agent actually said. He said, "You know, you're playing a lot of." He said, "You're, you're playing a lot of, uh, a lot of." Uh, what do you say? He said something like, "He said, you know, you're doing a lot of these, these, these big, big movies like Candyman." He right. said, "Aquaman, Watchman, a lot of man, Candyman, Aquaman, Watchman." But who's the man? You know what I mean? Like, but we want to know who's the man, and so that's what that's kind of what I'm after right now is, okay. you know, and not not even trying to, you know, I, I mean, I want to I want to make a strong introduction into the, you know, into the acting world and to put a put a solid face forward for who. Um, for who I am as an actor and for what I can do, yeah. Um, but I definitely don't want to box myself into any type of position. But I definitely do want to step into um, step into a leading man position. I think I can. I think I have the shoulders for that, and uh, and the versatility to go out and to bring a lot of unique unique stories um, that don't necessarily have to be have to be superheroes. Sure. I mean, I have I'm I'm contracted to <laughs> to superhero things right now. You know what I mean? So I've, I think I've, I think I've got enough of that on my plate. So has did Momoa let you in on? Apparently, he went in and pitched uh, his. Vision. Oh, I knew about that since since, since day two of Aquaman. He wasn't Aquaman shy about that. He's like, here's what no, I got. Yeah, no, no, no. He's had he's had Aquaman two written before he before he <laughs> said uttered a word on 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 the first Aquaman. He's he's waiting on everybody else to come aboard. Amazing. You know, he surprised me, man. I didn't I didn't I didn't know one I didn't know what to expect from him. Um, and then he, I kind of knew that he would be a dude, you know. And he, I looked him up online before I met him, and he was, you know, I saw videos of him chugging Guinnesses and throwing, <laughs> throwing axes, and you know, breaking shit and playing guitar and things sure. like that. And I said, okay, well, cool, this would be a fun guy. But he is. Um, I didn't expect him to be such a sensitive artist. No, totally. Did not did did not see that coming. And when I look and listen to the way that he speaks about his wife and his family, his kids. Hawaii, his culture. Uh, uh, is, is Iowa where he's from? Uh, Iowa uh, yeah, also. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah, um, it is. And 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 his mother and his the people that he keeps around him and painting and storytelling. I I did not see that coming. He's he's a very uh, sensitive artist at the same time. And talk about a guy like if you look at his history, like he struggled. Like he, oh yeah. He, like there was like a decade where he was like it's like post his Baywatch yep. where it was like yep. what the what am I doing with my life? Yep. 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 Um. So Black Manta, safe to say, we're, hopefully we're going to see in the, in the next one. Do you know specific plans, like timelines and stuff? Or uh, I, we will see more more of uh, Black Black Manta. I'm confident in saying that we have a date for t for December, I think 2022. Oh, they've dated it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. For, yeah, yeah for, uh, yeah, for yeah. Uh, 22. And uh, so, and if they're going to make a movie, uh, I better be a part. I be I better be a part of it, <laughs> unless there's some recasting information no. that I haven't found out about. Unless this is your way to, to break no, the news to no, me. Not at all. On the podcast. Oh, good things. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of good things, let, let's 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 talk some spoiler stuff. Spoiler warnings for folks that haven't caught up on uh, on Watchmen yet. So mm -hmm. as we tape this. Um, 
uh, episode eight is about to run. I have seen episode eight. I've seen you everything. Have seen I've, I've seen everything but the finale. You have not seen the finale. I haven't seen the finale also. Okay, no one's seen the finale. Okay. So okay, if you haven't if you haven't caught up on Watchmen yet, maybe hit pause. Come back after you see seven uh, and eight in yes, particular. Yes, yes. Do that because uh, there's some cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, man. Um, so okay, first of all, I'm obsessed with the show. I was obsessed from the start. I mean, I'm, uh, Damon Lindelof is actually a friend for a long while. So oh, cool. I've always been a fan of his. Um, First of all, like we alluded to this before, or, or maybe you didn't mention, but I know you weren't a comic book guy growing up. No, uh-uh. So did you know? I mean, Watchmen's kind of like the masterwork. It's the Bible. It's yeah, the, that's it's what the they one say. On, on the pedestal. So had you any awareness of it before you went up for this? Yeah. Yes. Be, well, I, I through learning about uh, Black Manta and Aquaman, I learned about comics in general. So you can't avoid it when you see those lists. It's yeah. Like, there it is. Yeah. Well, uh, I you know I was always. I thank you. I was always a kid who, um, you know, I was I was an athlete. I was a two two sport athlete, but I was also on the debate team and I was in the chess club. Right. I was a sort of a geek who played sports, and I was just you know had the frame of a of a of a cool guy. You know what I mean? That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what I was. I hate you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, like another, it's like another friend of mine, Joe Manganiello. Do, do you know oh, him? Yeah, 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 Joe yeah, is sure. the same guy. It's like uh, yeah, I met like, Joe when he came to Yale to do uh, to the do best. Uh, to do a play at, yeah, at Yale and similar. Everything you're saying. That's is funny. Similar. That's so funny. But comic books was just lit. Was just too far. I was just like I can't get into comics. That's just. That's just for the kids to <laughs> down way down the hall, and I, we don't That's walk. That's for the that. guy that looks like Josh I don't, over in the corner. I'm not I gonna... don't walk that far down the hall. <laughs> I don't walk that far down the hall. Uh, I think this is that 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 was my always my stop. Right. But um, you know, but I was I got into Aquaman, and so I said, okay, well now I got to get into comics, and then I have a good friend of mine, Mamadou Ache, another uh, actor. Uh, he was one year ahead of me at uh, Yale, and. Um, and he, he used to work at the comic book shop at a comic book shop here in New York. So he started to give me all these comics and say, well, read this, read this, read this. And he said, hey, read Watchmen. He said, it's not a comic, it's a graphic novel. Right. It's a difference. <laughs> I said, okay, well, let me read it. And that's when I read it. And um, and I said, oh, this is this is different. This is this is not, you know, fantastical and it's not a really about pulverizing people to smithereens and right. and things like that. It was it was really talking about the world, yes, you know, the world at the time he the, wrote the it. The world, just as Damon's doing now, right, it. right, right, right. And so that was really my introduction to it, um, and 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 and, uh, and and then I took it from there. So okay, so you go up to audition for this one. Uh-huh. Do you know what you're auditioning for? Do you know? No, Cal. I mean, do they? What did they? What did they tell you? I mean, Cal. There was something like Calvin, uh, Calvin Abraham, I think, and he had a mysterious, mysterious uh, past or something like that. He, I forget what how they described them, but. There was nothing that stood out to this that stood out to me, and I wasn't even paying attention to that. I said, "Look, I said, okay, Regina King, right. HBO, Damon Lindelof. Good that's for me. more. That's <laughs> yes. good enough. That's good enough for me. You yeah. know, I said, if I'm going to do television, yeah, I'm going to do uh, high quality television and classy television. I had just done done Handmaid's Tale. I had uh, done the Get Down on Netflix, and I said that this will be an excellent thing to go on my resume and excellent experience." And that was more than enough. We go in, I do the chemistry read, read with uh, Regina, and I walked out. I said, I said that shit felt great. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what, what everybody else thinks, but and I'm not one to be delusional. I think I have a very good read on myself. Mm-hmm. I know when I did not do a good job. I know when I did a good job. And I know when something in the room felt 
really, really good. I walked out and I said, hey, that felt great. So if it goes any other way, I'm just not supposed to get it because, right. and it was never going to be me because that felt great. Right. What, what we, what I experienced between the two of us. Um, and I got, and I, and I got the job and all of a sudden I'm playing this guy named Cal who's, I get to be Regina's young, sexy husband. And I was <laughs> like, Hey, I'll sign up for that any day of the week. You know what I mean? So at what point do they let you in on the big secret that by now our listeners know that Cal de- is in fact Dr. Manhattan? I had definitely shot one episode. I, I, I believe I, would, I, had, I had already shot the second. I may, may have, I was somewhere in between the second and third episode when I, when I found out. I knew that. That's crazy to me just because the, like, I haven't gone back yet, but uh, I've read enough things that like the groundwork's obviously laid mm, right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. There are hints. But you're not consciously putting the hints in your performance then. No, not at all. You didn't know. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just, I'm just playing the guy that they give me on the page and right. trying to be loving and understanding and craft mm. out that guy. And so... You know, by the time I got to my work, I had looked. But by the time I got to the work from episode one and going into episode two, I said, "Well, say, who is this cow guy?" I said, "Well, he's a stay-at-home dad. Nothing about him tells me that he's, or nothing about the script tells me that he's conflicted in being a stay-at-home dad. He's not wishing to be more. He's not. Uh, there's no conflict between between Cal and Angela in terms of who is the man of the house, so to speak, right. and things like that. He doesn't have an ego. So I said, "Well." He's patient. He's kind. He's probably progressive, a progressive thinker. Um, he's a cook. He's a loving father. And I say, okay, well, there we go. She has enough chaos in her world that my job is to hold down the fort at home, and uh, and I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna be a man about it. And I'm gonna not not play a conflicted character. Right. I'm gonna offer that up to for people to view on, on television. And that's that's that and that was my that was really my objective in in, um, in playing Cal. So when they dropped the bomb on you, the uh-huh. bomb sh- how, did, how did he let you know? How did- just sitting on his couch, man. Just uh, sitting on his couch in the office, very matter-of-factly, sort of like we're talking, like, you know, just right now. I knew that he wanted to By the to way, have, have you ever painted yourself blue? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so he's kind of said, so I want to talk to you a little bit more about, uh, about uh, Cal's backstory. And, uh, and he goes into talking and describing. He says, basically, Cal is... Dr. Manhattan. By the way, I love the name and, uh, impression. <laughs> Go back to our impressions. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. And um, and on the and on the on the outside, uh, I, I took it very, you know, very responsibly. Oh wow. Oh, I can't believe so, wow, okay, this is gonna be fun. Tell me more. Tell yeah. me where we're we going. On the inside, I'm tearing the room up, man. I'm just going crazy. <laughs> and I kind of can't believe that I'm about to be Dr. Manhattan. Cause it's just wild. It's wild. And then I said, uh, and then I said, oh, shoot. I said, I'm going to have to get in shape. <laughs> I said, I'm going to have to get in shape for this. Dr. So, Manhattan doesn't wear sweaters. Right, Dr. Manhattan. Right. He's just not, he's, that's, that's not on his agenda. And it would be really a shame. He'd still be as powerful, right? But it would be really a shame right. if Dr. Manhattan showed up not physically looking the part, just not ready for the job. You know, he'd still be just as powerful, just sure. as smart and all that. Yeah. But it would be really a shame. To see what he's let himself come there to. There are no concerns there. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, is that man. is that more intimidating? Which yeah, which is the more intimidating part? Is it the the uh, being naked or being blue uh, bald blue guy? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, just getting in sh- the gym. Everything that you yeah. don't see is the intimidating part. Yeah, you should. I mean, I want you to. You should see me. The whole process when I have to work out for things is like uh, is is you wake up in the morning. 
is it really today? Yes, it's today. You take a deep breath. You eat enough food. You hydrate. And you know that you have a workout in an hour. Now, the hour you do as much as you can to avoid getting to that moment. But you want to be prepared. So you do as much as you have to do in order to be prepared. You go. You get in there. The workout starts, and I have a great attitude. I have a great attitude about the workout. Once the workout begins, I'm a top-notch sport. Top-notch sport. I give my all. The workout ends. I'm suffering. I'm recovering. And then the countdown begins until when I have to do it again. <laughs> just, it's that's, just, that's really what my whole process is. You're was. on the hamster wheel. It's I'm just, on here the we go again. Wheel. Right. Here we go again. <laughs> from, from, from my workout finishes at 2, and the next day it starts at at. At, at two o'clock, then from two to one fifty nine of the next day, yeah. I'm 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 just not all about it. Um, Let's talk about from from the character standpoint yeah. because um, I mean this show has just been building so amazingly. Like from the start, it's great, but like it, it's it's uh, seven and eight are amazing. The, I'm obsessed with like the the end of seven with the reveal yeah. and, and the and the life on Mars song kicks in. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so. And then really in eight, where like we really see you as Doctor Manhattan, and uh-huh. that's like that's a challenge. That's a different kind of a it's part a to challenge. play. Yeah. Um, this just the manner and the voice. Yeah. This he's really a god, uh-huh. but is also was a man. Was a man. So there's that in there too. Yeah. Um, he's attempting to 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 be a human again. He wants to. I mean, he comes back. Uh, the only reason to, re- to really come back is to is to force some semblance of. Uh, experiencing humanity again, right? You know, there's a lot going on in there, in there with him. So, was was episode eight in particular a huge challenge for you, just to kind of because you're playing? I mean, you're playing a new character, and so yeah. he, he's been dormant. He, yeah. you haven't we haven't seen the yeah. side of him. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing a new character, and uh, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what what that character was going to be. And um, you know, I, I really I tried to root him. In, I tried to say I tried to give him an archetype. You know, I think Cal was sort of like the the child, um, he was sort of like the innocent child protector. Right. You know, and, uh, and, and Dr. Manhattan was, <clears throat> Dr. Manhattan was um, the, the God Messiah. Yes. Or, or, yeah. or something like that, you know. Uh, and he was, he's a very immovable type of person. Very, very stubborn. Not, by, not necessarily stubborn by nature, but he's, so far ahead yes. of of everyone that that the things that affect us on a day to day on the day to day that help us to be better communicators, uh, uh, better articulators of our of our feelings, they don't they don't work with him. And so I was I, it was really a, a challenge to, to to try to meet her and say, well, how much do I allow myself to be affected? Um, and I felt for Regina sometimes too because I'm like, I want to give you. Right, I want to give you everything you can, that you need. As an actor, need. you're trying to right. I want to give you everything that you need, but but I have a limited, yes. at least I'm experiencing a limitation in what I can and what I can give you. Right. He's a very frustrating uh, uh, character <laughs> to you know to interact with. Yeah, we see that from Regina. Yeah, too. he's a very frustrating <laughs> character to interact with. Um, um, but it was it was fun. It, it was a challenge. But I had I had a lot of a lot of help um, a lot of help and guidance along the way. How much fun has it been to see sort of the audience discover this along the way? It's I love, my favorite part of the whole thing, man. I loved your uh, your little video you just posted yeah. on social, just yeah. laughing yeah. Like in a cab or something. Yeah, just, just yep, <laughs> yep, laughing in the cab on my way. I was going going because I watch I watch it with my sisters every Sunday, so I was going uptown to Harlem to watch it with them. And um, it, we had gotten to like the, the fifty. It was like the fiftieth minute of, of the episode, so I knew that now that about about then would, would be the time where 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 people would be kind of discovering what was going on. And so I was just watching on Twitter and watching people go through the emotional ladder of um, 
when is hmm? I wonder when Doctor. I wonder if Doctor Manhattan's gonna show up. Oh my God, she just said Doctor Manhattan's on on Earth. I think Angela knows who Doctor Manhattan is. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be her husband. No, it's not her husband. It's the son. No, wait. Oh, it is the husband. Wait, what is he doing? She just called him John. What are you doing with the hammer? Oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe it is Doctor Manhattan the whole time. He's been right here in front of my faces the whole time. And that just and because of the format of Twitter, I'm just refreshing yeah. and why I'm just hitting press and refresh, refresh, refresh. Or, or scrolling down and watching everyone go through that, go on that same emotional journey. Everyone who was watching and tweeting was going on the same emotional journey. Totally. And I was just, it was the funniest thing to me, watching something like that play out in real time. Yeah, it, no, was, the, it, was, it was hilarious. I, as, a, as, a, as a fan of, of that comic and, and the show, like the hairs on the back of my neck just went up yeah. when, the, when the revelation comes. Because yeah. he's the hero that like, we've been like, waiting yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's he, where he been all this time? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean... This the, the the good run doesn't end with this. Thankfully, as we said, you were doing this Aaron Sorkin film. You yep. also got this leading role in the new Matrix, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I know we can't talk what it is, but just talk to me about like the process of getting it. Meeting Lana is directing sure. it. Yeah. Um, was what was the pro- the audition process and yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. For that, I got the uh, I got the script. Um, they let you see the script for about twenty minutes. <laughs> You're like speed reading. Yeah, for about, for, for about 20 minutes, I had to be a genius in order for, in order to finish it. And they, they let me feel how heavy the script was and try to in, you know intuit anything that I could get from the weight of the actual script, not the weight of the of the content no. of the script, but the physical the sheer weight, the sheer physical weight <laughs> of the script. They said, "You got everything you need." I said, "I think so. That's all I need." And um, uh, you know, I read the sides and uh, I went in went in to play for for a couple work sessions for two days, and we did some movement stuff and um, and talked and I really really liked Lana's vision and, and, and who Lana is and I think she's making something that's you know that's um, that that's that's going to be important and that's represent that's a representation of her her voice yeah um, and, and, what, and what she has to say about the world and, and uh, the world building is just really really phenomenal I mean it, that movie the initial movie was so ahead of its time yes and really and I would expect I, look I've loved all the Wachowskis work yeah. Cloud Atlas I thought uh-huh. it was an underrated like huh. kind of masterpiece uh-huh. um, does this you think reflect sort of a different world, the world we're living in now, like a different kind of vision, or does it feel analogous to the the first film? I think it represents Lana. Yeah. You know, I think it re- re- represents uh, Lana and uh, and and the journey that Lana that Lana's been on since since uh, the first Matrix came out. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm really excited to be to, to be a part of it. The first Matrix was. Uh, Man, that can hold. You can put that in the theater no, now. Totally. Yeah, you can put that in the theater now, and people wouldn't go away talking about how bad the graphics were. No, you know what I mean. It it really holds up, and so for me to you know, aside from all the import of what the, of what this one is going to uh, be an attempt to say, um, I, I'm really excited to be a part of something that's that's hopefully going to push push the technological advances even further, you know, 20 years later, you know, to say, well, what can we, you know, this is what we did 20 years ago. Imagine what we can do 20 years later. Um, that, that's what really, really makes me excited about it outside of everything else. And continuing your streak with working with the good guys. Keanu, yeah. Keanu is just like, yeah, one, like, that's one what I hear. That's what haven't I hear. Met, haven't man. met him yet? No, no, no. That's, I haven't met him, but that's what I hear. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, and then last thing, uh, Candyman. Candyman, I know, right? You shot that, right? Yep, that's in the can. Okay, so Jordan co-wrote it, wrote it? Yep, yep. Okay, so yep, staying George in the Jordan Peele family, Absolutely. that's a good, good company to keep yep. again. Very good company to keep. Um, what was the experience like? What can you say about what we can expect from... Candyman was cool. Candyman was my first uh, my first lead. Um, I remember Jordan, when I was working on Us with Jordan, he he told me, uh, he said, man, I really want to give you your first your first lead. And uh, he called me, uh, or, or I, got, I got a phone call a year later, and about the Candyman opportunity, and I, and I was saying, of course I'm going to do it. And um, 
and yeah, and I found myself in that seat and telling another story that's really, really important that's going to land, um, you know, close to home in terms of what's in terms of the current political climate, in right. terms of uh, Chicago, you know, thirty years after after the original after the original Candyman, yeah, um, and um, you know, it's it's a very it's 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 a project with a with a strong opinion on, on what the world is today, on what that community of Chicago is today, um, and it's still relatable. I really love that that it's something that um, Candyman is a part of a part of the of our cultural history, you know, yeah. and, and this just the iconography of that character. When people say Candyman, not very many people can even tell you about the can even talk about the plot of the movie, right? But they know what that, Candyman that stands for, and they yeah. know that character, yeah. and, and 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 so it's really really cool to be a part of something that's going to bring that folklore back into the back to the conversation in a in a relevant way. It's so cool to I mean, you're working in all these like genre, quote unquote genre things, sure, but sure, like. Sure. But they're 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 saying something like Watchmen, yeah. Candyman. Like yeah. these are not like shy, just easy layups. These yeah. are ones that are like aspiring to right. to say something about the world we live in. Right, right, right. That's the way to do it if you're going to work yeah. in that space. Even The Greatest Showman was was, was yeah. one of those things about like I, just, I mean I watched something yesterday where even that's having having. Uh, Still have an impact in the world. No, the reason why it worked is it is we're all the outcasts. We're all the outsiders, right? Exactly. I was watching something where some some uh, some young young girls in South Africa were were singing that at a large presentation uh, yesterday about uh, about about outsiders being accepted for who they are and and having having pride. So I'm I'm really excited to be continuing the streak of uh, of meaningful work, but that's fun and diverse. All the you know at the same time, it shows that we can tell great, important, excellent stories, adventure stories, um, and we can do it in several several different ways and still do do positive positive meaning, meaningful work amazing well I, I think i'm gonna catch up with you again soon judging by all the projects you've got coming up yeah yeah, yeah that'd be good that'd be <laughs> um good. i'm so happy for all the success you've been experiencing man it's well deserved and man you're on you're on such a great streak i know it's going to continue um congratulations on everything buddy. that means everything i appreciate you and so ends another edition of happy sad confused Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 